Hi everyone, I've got Kamini Natara John uh, with me here. And I, Kamini, I believe you're in California, right? I am, yes. And is that where you live? That is where I live, and that is where I have lived for the past uh, 20 plus years. So, ah, I see. Yeah. <laughs> what brought you to California? Okay, so, well, long story, but I got married in uh, 2002, and then my husband used to live here in Southern California. And uh, yeah, that is pretty much well, that was the primary reason why I moved here. Got it. And did you move there from India? Yes, I did move here from India and I had spent all my life before coming here back in India. Got it. What part of India are you from? I am from central India, and uh, but I did travel quite a bit uh, as a young kid. So I lived in several different states within India, like I would say like four or five different states and was always moving. My father is a consultant. So he consulted for various company. He was a technical person. So, you know, wherever he went, we went along with him. Got it. And did you start your musical career in India or did that start once you got to California? Okay. So yes, I did start a lot of my music back in India. I grew up in India my mother and my grandmothers were all musicians so i pretty much grew up in a musical family and started learning very young i was uh, i think three or four when i really started singing oh, wow. and used to along yeah with my mother and grandmother and uh, sing with them um, and then later on, I did actually end up graduating in music and got a degree in music back in India. I started performing there when I was 10 and performed for the then, you know, the national television, the national um, uh, radio uh, station, the, you know, kind of the official, you know, yeah. the government a radio station of India and did all of that stuff, performed a lot live as well and recorded some music with some music labels and also started teaching towards the end of, you know, um, uh, like the early 2000s, the late 1990s, I was teaching music in India. Then I came here in 2002 and uh, it took me, you know, some time to kind of get adjusted really because it was a whole different world out here. And uh, initially I did not even know where to get started. I did not know the level of familiarity with Indian music that this world had uh, in some ways. But I think I was also very fortunate that I did, you know, like in some ways landed in Southern California and there was quite some awareness around Indian classical music in particular. Uh, I think UCLA at that time had a degree in ethnomusicology, which also covered parts of Indian music. There was some Indian music at Cal Arts. So there were students, there were learners, there were teachers of Indian classical music tradition. And uh, also the yoga and meditation scene at that time was kind of, you know, exploding right here in Los Angeles area. 
and uh, so I also found some music there and some kind of avenues where I could share my Indian music, uh, not just the Indian classical music, but also more of the devotional kind of the kirtan is what they call it here, the call and response style of you know music. So yeah, it all started back in India, but uh, I continued to kind of, you know, um, go along with that journey. Great. And I, that, that's a fascinating history. Um, and it sounds like it was a challenge for you to kind of rebuild your career uh, here in the U.S. Now, I know you have this new album out called Mira. And it's a beautiful album. And as I understand it, it's Indian classical music, correct? Yeah, it is kind of a combination of Indian classical music and devotional music. Okay. I would, yeah, so which is kind of, you know, classified as a semi-classical music uh, because it doesn't involve that much improvisation as a typical uh, Indian classical music. And it's more structured like a song rather than when somebody presents an entire, you know, set of Indian classical music. Um, so for our listeners who probably aren't familiar, and I've got to admit, I'm not that familiar with the difference between uh, Indian classical music and Indian devotional music. Um, and I heard before you talk devotional includes some call and response and is more like a song, but can you explain any further what, the different, like when they listen to your album, maybe you can use some songs as an example of what they might hear as differences. Sure. So typically when we talk about the Indian classical music, it is, you know, there are kind of well, two different styles of Indian classical music even within India. One is predominantly sung in the north, west and east parts of India called Hindustani music. And then the South India sings what is called Carnatic music. And both of them, of course, have a lot of similarities, but also differences in how it is rendered. So for, you know, the North, I sing the North Indian classical music, which is the Hindustani music. And uh, it's, it's based on a system of ragas which is kind of a precise, you know, syntax or a vessel or a grammar format for rendition of notes. So uh, the classical music Indian kind of system is, it's, it's a very kind of, you know, a solo session for the most part, uh, accompanied by just like one, you know, tabla drums and maybe a drone instrument, sometimes one other instrument. And it takes time because, you know, it is kind of one entire set is typically an hour or a hour and a half long. Wow. And we don't think in terms of song there because we start with a free flowing structure, which is called alap. And that is it's, it's just kind of improvised getting into a certain raga kind of a thing. And then we start with a traditional composition, which has typically only, you know, like four lines of lyrics. Uh, that is it. But then those four lines are improvised and then added and, you know, like in 
like various different structures fast short sharp uh, super fast <laughs> uh, and you know improvise within that structure of a rag and uh, explores all the kind of emotions that are associated with that rag it's not a call and response at all it's you know kind of a performance based you know okay um, so uh, let me jump in here for a second because i've got um, a couple of questions i'm thinking about first of all i for our listeners if you can maybe name a couple of the and i know you said they're not really songs but yes. cuts whatever you want to call them on your album that are classical, but also I find it fascinating that, um, you know, Western classical music, you basically never see any improvisation. Uh, yeah. So this is very different um, than Western classical music. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. Oh, it is actually very different. Uh, when we think of, for example, Western classical music, it is typically a large ensemble, right? It's like uh, many different people reading music at the same time and playing the same time, right? And versus Indian classical music is typically like solo performers uh, performing like even if it's a trio or kind of four people together on the stage, there is one main performer and then others are just, you know, accompanying that one performer. And uh, yeah, there are no, like you will never see Indian classical musicians with written sheets of music because uh, there is none. <laughs> uh, we learn it traditionally, just orally transmitted from our, you know, teachers. Right. Uh, we can write, of course, you know, like a, we write a few notes here and there, but that is pretty much it. Uh, everything else is improvised. So which... Um... Again, name maybe a couple of the cuts on Mira that would be considered classical. It won't be actually considered classical music. Ah. It would be considered semi-classical. And within the semi-classical, it means that some of these are very loosely associated maybe with one rag. But that's pretty much it. And then... Uh, the structure of it is kind of totally different from, you know, a typical classical music set. Got it. And then you said the other style is devotional. Explain yeah. what that means for our listeners who probably aren't familiar with that. Yeah. So devotional, uh, in India, we call them bhajans. So bhajan and or kirtan which is more popular in the uh, in you know kind of this part of the world they are both kind of you know devotional music they are for a particular you know deity a hindu god or a goddess um, and uh, they kind of sing in praise of that particular you know deity and sometimes it's not even for a specific religion it is sometimes just for world peace for example there are several mantras right uh, there is one very popular one loka samasta sukhino bhavantu uh, which is also traditionally used a lot with all the uh, yoga practitioners it pretty much says like may everybody be happy right it's not uh, for any you know right. like specific religion as such right. uh, but yeah so these devotional uh, 
uh, songs, if we may call them that, they do have kind of a structure to them. Although I would again say that if we look at a structure of a Western song, the chorus verse, it's not apple to apples when we think of it in, you know, uh, the Indian system of uh, right. music. Right. So um, tell me uh, the name of the album, Mira. Does that mean something? Yeah. So Mira is actually also the name of <clears throat> the 16th century poet who wrote all of these songs. Uh -huh. So uh, she lived in the western parts of uh, India called a state called Rajasthan. And she wrote hundreds of poems for Krishna, a Hindu god. And she was a married woman and, uh, you know, but it was it was you know at that time 16th century india was of course way more orthodox and a traditional society than it is even today and uh, it took quite some courage i would say for <laughs> a lady to kind of you know write these uh, love poetry for a male deity right. as such and uh, she thought of Krishna as kind of, you know, her beloved. And she wrote these songs with various emotions. So, you know, it's kind of like a journey. In some uh, songs, you may see that uh, there is that feeling of a loneliness, of uh, eagerly waiting for her beloved, versus there are some songs that are, you know, like happier sounding, where she finally meets him and sees him and uh, you know, tries to sing with him. So, yeah. Well, that's lovely. And I I assume as a woman, that's part of why you chose these songs from Mira. Yeah, exactly. I think that was kind of a huge reason why I chose and why the, this particular, you know, set of poetry made sense to me. Because even when I compare what she went through to what you know, a life of a modern day woman in the most developed country of the world, uh, one of the most developed countries of the world. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's still sometimes an uphill battle, if I may say of so. Of course, <laughs> of course. So um, before we wrap up here, I wanted to check, are you going to be touring on this album or maybe you already have started touring on the album? I have started and I have kind of, you know, been uh, doing a lot of uh, festivals, uh, yoga music festivals, uh, uh, just after this album was released. And uh, that is one way of, you know, getting to share the, the work with a larger audience. And I look forward to more starting March of uh, 2020. Sounds good when the weather gets better. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> At least around here. Um, so um, uh, we're going to wrap up soon. I'm really glad that you um, took the time to talk about your new album. We're going to listen to a couple more cuts from your album after we're closed. Are there any last words you want to uh, send to our audience? And hopefully you'll get to the upper Midwest in Madison one day. Yeah, I would love to do that. I think my one last word would be that uh, listen to more music, listen to more diverse music, uh, because it, it connects, it uh, brings us all together. And it's a beautiful thing. And also, I 
uh, hear a lot these days that it's really good for the brain. So, well, why not? <laughs> yes. Well, as uh, someone who um, plays music from all over the world on this show, I completely agree with you. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff, so much. It was lovely talking to you. Thank you, Kamini. Take care.